Welcome, ladies, germs, and people of all genders to the Ah uh, Real Film Podcast, a podcast where two siblings discuss horror movies based on a theme. But wait, that's not what we're doing in this episode. We are doing one of our patented pat pat. It's, that's a very difficult word. One of our Pat Oswalt reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Why was that? So funny to <laughs> it's me? very early right now. Probably why I we're, we're we're slap happy. I woke up about thirty minutes ago. I woke um, up about we were recording two hours ago, <laughs> entirely too early. So uh, I'm feeling crazy for another reason. Yeah, that's all right. Well, that's sad. But anyway, we are doing one of our Patton Oswalt um, re- spoiler free reviews of a new release, and this week we are doing The Lighthouse. One, uh, well, I almost said one of my most anticipated films of the year. It was my most anticipated film of the year. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of get into that. The Lighthouse was directed by Robert Eggers, who directed my favorite horror film, The Witch. Actually, it's my favorite film, period, but regardless. Um, The Lighthouse stars uh, R. Pat. Robert Pattinson um, in his sexiest role and um, Willem Dafoe. Um, it was his sexiest role as well. In his sexiest role as well. Um, the screenplay is actually by Robert Eggers and Max Eggers. So uh, that kind of makes me think like, you know, Curtis, if you ever, you know, do something great, I feel like. Just I tack your name on be, there. Yeah, just tack yeah. me on, you yeah. know. <laughs> um, and it currently has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. And an 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb and an 83% on Metacritic. So it has been um, pretty well received. Um, So this film, just kind of like a very brief overview because, and again, we're spoiler free in our Patton Oswalt uh, reviews of new releases, but um, it's basically Are we just going to go with that from now on? The Patton Oswalt line? I I truly always stumble over the word pat- patented. patented. It so, is a hard word. Yeah. yeah. So, Os- somehow, and- the wor- somehow the name Patton Oswald is easier to say. <laughs> I know. So I'm just going to go with that. Um, so, but basically, uh, the f- plot of this film is two men, played by Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, um, are dropped off on an island where they have to tend a lighthouse. Um, the film is set in... I don't. Did they specify? It's like it early seems like early nineteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, I couldn't. I was about remember. to say late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, um, and it is uh, basically about them tending this lighthouse, dealing with the elements. Um, Willem Dafoe is kind of the leader. You know, he's the one in charge, and so there's some interesting power dynamics at play. There's truly nothing I could say about the plot that would not spoil this film. So I mean, I'll just leave it at it's that. It's about the so, perils of spilling um, your beans. You could say that, right? It, it, <laughs> that's pretty much what the movie's um, about correct yeah well i okay well let's get let's get into it so in our in our uh spoiler free reviews we usually present our three things and so curtis it seems like you want to hop into your three things so i'm gonna just go ahead well and get my none of my three things are about spilling beans at all but i did enjoy <laughs> that part of the film when a certain character kept on saying that phrase um because i used to say that all the time it was quite humorous as a kid yeah. spill the beans already but um which i don't even know where did that phrase even come from anyway i have no it doesn't i just think of baked beans personally but uh anyway oh of course who doesn't think of baked beans when they think of spilling the beans beans what other kind of beans would you spill like a can of refried beans on the ground just like (laughs) a big (laughs) oh that's disturbing Uh, anyway it's very apropos or very um appropriate for uh this film but 
I'm going to start off being a little bit of a negative Nancy. Uh, you and I were talking a little bit about this movie after I got out. Um, so I think you can kind of anticipate um, where my criticisms are. I wanted just a little bit more from this film. I thought um, that it established a lot of really interesting themes and it's a lot of really interesting imagery and horror imagery. Um, but to me, the film uh, was pretty predictable and that really was uh, my biggest problem with it. I, I thought that for a film that's so unique in terms of its setting, its time period, just like The Witch. I mean, you know, you've never seen a film, you know, I, even if it doesn't sound exciting to you, you still have never seen a film that's set in a lighthouse, black and white, early 1900s, about just, you know, what happens between two characters stuck in this place for a period of weeks. And that's essentially what the film is about. And, you know, based on that premise, I had certain expectations of how the film would play out. And unfortunately, you know, it did play out that way for me. I thought there was a lot of really cool imagery I thought the character interactions were really, really interesting, but it didn't give me anything that I wasn't expecting, which is very um, weird because that is, you know, I can say the opposite of The Witch. And I can, I, when, I, when you talk about The Witch, I can say the opposite, where that film gave me something I wasn't expecting at all in terms of the different plot points, the imagery, the development of the themes and, um, and things like that. Um, I wouldn't say that this means I disliked it or hated it or didn't think it was really, really good. Um, I just wanted a little bit more, um, especially from some of the more horror imagery, because you get some really striking and scary imagery in this film, but then it kind of just moves on to something different, I felt like. Um, but maybe perhaps you feel differently. I, I don't know, because I remember when I told you this in the chat, you thought, oh, I thought the opposite. So I don't know if you have I... any comment on that. I've never been more shocked by a take from you, to be honest with you. I thought you in particular would really get a lot out of this film. Because, um, my, well, my first thing, because for me, it's very difficult to address what you said without going into spoilers. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's really hard to talk about my biggest criticism of this film without going into spoilers. Yeah. Because when I present it like that, it sounds like I was... I was disappointed by the film, but I was also like really struck by it, and I was really moved by it in a lot of ways. However, I I, I don't know how to explain this without going into spoilers. I just yeah. wanted more from it. I don't know what how else to yeah. better put it. Well, and I totally disagree. I mean, I obviously don't disagree that you wanted more from it. That's yeah, your opinion. Yeah, um, but to your point that it was predictable. Um, I disagree. I think that some of the action of the film was predictable, but I think some of the themes and some of the imagery it provokes, and I hope this isn't too spoilery, but um, some of the legends and myths that it relies on and the way though all of those elements are weaved together, um, I think was very unique and I think is something that Robert Eggers is really good at. Um, that's something that I... That's one of my favorite things about The Witch is that he takes historical events... Um, themes, you know, sociological themes and myths and legends and kind of weaves them together into a movie. And I think that's what we see again in The Lighthouse. Um, before I watched the film, I saw an article from Slate um, and it said, watch, uh, watch the trailer for Robert Eggers' new film, The Lighthouse, a film about the horrors of male bonding. And I thought that was really funny um, 
But also, uh, that's kind of my first point, because I think the least spoilery uh, thing that we could discuss about the plot itself is um, about that the theme of like male bonding, because that's kind of what the trailer of the film really focused on. Um, there's a lot of points in this film in which the the two men's miscommunication or overcommunication or lack of communication really leads to um, some of the more horror elements of the film. And I thought that was really interesting um, because I think the trope of sticking two people in a situation that they can't get out of is not unique, but I think that the film's take um, which does rely on the time period and it does rely on their kind of like their occupation is really unique. And I think that by exploring the concept of like of male bonding and the difficulties that some men have with bonding, it kind of leads you to these other themes. But again, we won't get too into that. Um, and so I, I really thought, you know, that seems like something that you would personally be attracted to. So I, I was surprised that that kind of wasn't enough. Because for me, even if the film was only about the horrors of male bonding, quote unquote, I, I still think it would have been a really strong film. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll have to agree to disagree on uh, what that. What I'll say you know? is, is I thought I liked the themes um, of the film and I thought they were, you know, I thought what was presented in the film was like a really um, effective way of conveying those themes. But I just wanted like more from, I guess, the plot and what the characters were doing and you know some of the image I, the what some of the imagery developed i can't say i i there's something i could we, say very directly that would be very very spoilery but i won't we could honestly we could spend our entire 20 minutes discussing this because i think i said to you or maybe i said to Catherine, it almost had too many plot points and too many things to consider for me so again i i i think hopefully our listeners can take away that while this film isn't divisive in the sense that you hate it and I love it, like no, you no, no. still like I still the film, quite like you know? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is. I, I. It's one of those films that I will be so curious to hear everyone's reactions to. Like, Me too. did you think it was very complex, or were you like, huh? Okay, I guess that's what I was expecting. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd be interested to talk to anybody if anybody wants to. Um, just a little plug here. Email us about the film and their thoughts because um, we are recording this uh and releasing this almost two weeks after it got released so i know a lot of people who are interested in this film have already seen it so if you want to give us your take on it we'd love to hear it yeah um so so true my second point is um the technical aspects of this film are just excellent um and really the one thing i was really impressed by were how kind of the formal aspects uh like the cinematography the black and white um all that kind of stuff really um kind of uh enhanced the themes of the film the film is shot in a very, very tight square aspect ratio that feels very, very claustrophobic. It almost only takes up like half of the screen when you're watching it in theaters or it feels yeah, that it way. Does. It feels very, very mm-hmm. claustrophobic, which is, you know, fantastic uh, when you're talking about two men stuck on a tiny rock, basically. It's not even really an island. It's it's like a rock that they're on. I thought that was really great. I thought the black and white was really, really beautiful. And it really, really felt like you were watching a movie from, like, the 20s or 30s or something, but, like, in high definition. It was really, really fantastic and really beautiful. And I thought um, this is going beyond the technical aspects a little bit, because I'm not talking about, like, cinematography, but the dialogue and the method of speaking, just like in The Witch, I mean, this is, like, very, very meticulous, like, 
development of the characters ways of speaking accent things like that i mean you could tell that robert pattinson's character was from the northeast just by the way he was talking before he kind of reveals Mm -hmm. that he is Mm -hmm. i mean he sounds like someone from the northeast and their manner of speaking is before he spilled the beans before he spilled the beans yes he spilled the beans (laughs) a little bit later without being from the northeast yes um but um their manner of speaking again like in the witch uh you know there's gonna be some stuff in theaters you don't catch you're gonna i'm gonna want to watch this on uh once it gets released um to home video so i can watch the subtitles just so because i you know i'm sure there's more meaning that can be picked up from the film when you know what the hell they're actually saying uh i was missing a few things here and there just because of their accents that's kind of to be expected i think um but i just thought it was really immersive the way that the film the technical aspects of the film and the dedication to the time period uh that it's set in i thought was really um really enhanced the experience and i mean he's just he's just a very brilliant and meticulous filmmaker it's very obvious at this point and um i just really enjoyed that aspect of the film and that's really what kind of kept me appreciating this film yeah and i was kind of reflecting too on like the way I would describe now that we have two films from him, it's kind of like accessible highbrow films. Like it's you're watching an art film, but it it feels like a mainstream film in the in in terms of how accessible it is. And it kind of I don't know I don't know about you, but like watching one of his films, I feel like I'm engaging in art, but without having to do like all of the legwork yeah. myself up front you know and it's, and a, so, it's about like everyday people all of his film i mean you yeah. know from different time periods but it's not like it's about like aristocrats or oh i was you know, um, bougie people. this is kind of a yeah this is kind of a side note but i was kind of thinking to myself that i hope his next film is like set in the future like i wonder how oh, he would shit. do with something like that create a that whole new like uh yeah you know manner of speaking in the future yeah yeah he probably would um well i kind of want to actually my second point was also about the cinematography but i had a different thing i wanted to discuss um you and i both love 2014's it follows mm-hmm. um oh, yeah and i remember when that film came out um and this was when i was first starting to get into like more technical aspects of films and trying to um, learn what the hell I was talking about but it was a big deal in that film that the director did like a 360 shot so you would be like the main character would be standing in place but the the camera would go completely around her and there were some people who were like mm, that's that's kind of gimmicky like that doesn't mean that he's a good filmmaker just because he does that but you and I both really liked that well it works so film. well because it's like a merger of well I hope I'm not, I won't steal your point if this is what you're about to say well well well, I thought it worked well because it had to do with the film. Exactly. Like she was being followed by something, mm-hmm. and so you would want to look in all directions. Exactly. You know? um, and Dead Meat, I believe, is the podcast that did an episode about horror movie gimmicks and like the history of like smell-o-vision and stuff like that. <laughs> the Tingler um, is a good one. <laughs> yeah, and first of all, I don't think there's anything wrong with gimmicks. I love gimmicks. I think that's really fun. Second of all, I don't think that uh, unique filming um, techniques like 360 or like the small aspect ratio used in the lighthouse. I don't think those are gimmicks. Like they, no, they relate the to film. the content of the film. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so I, I did read a review and I wish I had pulled it up. Um, but again, I woke up 20 minutes before we started recording this um, that, that said that the aspect ratio was, was gimmicky. And first of all, 
again, I love gimmicks, so who cares if it is gimmicky? But I, I don't think that it's a gimmick. I think that it relates to the film. And I I appreciate filmmakers like Robert Eggers and honestly like Ari Aster who are like, I'm going to do something different just for the sake of doing something different. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, and I really appreciate films that kind of are like, all right, I'm going to base my whole movie in this aspect ratio. I hope it works. Like, you know, so I, I thought that was a really good take. And I think we got a lot out of it by him being bold like that. You know, Well, especially with horror films, horror films are about how you are left feeling. I talked in a past episode in our body horror episode, like that it's, you know, a lot of people describe horror uh, along with pornography and melodrama. It's one of the feeling genres. Like it's pre- designed yeah. to make you feel a certain way by shooting this film in this aspect ratio, it makes you feel what the characters are feeling, this sense of claustrophobia. So, I mean, that's not a gimmick to me. That is like the function of the film. Um, So I I, I thought it was brilliant as well. Um, I thought that was, um, you know, the, the film, the cinematography and the technical aspects of the film were my favorite part of the film. Um, My third point is a very small one, but um, as I was watching this film, I watched it with uh, Chanel and both of us agreed after the film this would have made our, this is this would have made or will make a really great play in the future. Oh, it really yeah, is. Yeah. Um, kind of, I, this is a weird comparison, uh, but I, and I don't know if anybody has seen it. But one of my favorite uh, films, non horror films, is *The Raisin in the Sun* with Sidney Poitier from the '60s. I really, really mm-hmm. like that film. I really liked the book when I had to read it in school, and I really liked the film. Um, that film is obviously based on a play. Um, and it feels like you are watching a play, so it really lets the actors shine. And in this film, it, there are some aspects of the film that can't be replicated maybe as well on the stage, um, and that's kind of more of the um, horror imagery that is in this film. But, you know, this is essentially a story of two characters and their interactions and their relationship. And I feel like, you know, with a little bit of modifications, this would just make a really, really great play. And I thought it really, that Mm -hmm. that script and the setup of the film just really let the two uh, main actors, who obviously were great, I mean, that's that's no surprise. Um, It really let them shine. It set them up really, really well. And you just get these two great performances uh, because of the setup. So I would love to see this as a play, adapted as a play. Um, and I would love to see it myself. I really wonder how they would take some of the aspects of the film that wouldn't translate well to the stage, how they would do that. But um, yeah, I just think this would make a really great play. And, uh, you know, related, you know, if you are into strong acting or, you know, you, you love going to films for unique and great performances, this is the this is the film for you. Anyway, speaking to your point about um, that this would work really well as a play, I actually, I do agree because, you know, plays can only have so many settings usually, and this kind of lends itself well to that. Um, I will also say that um, as for it being, you know, some of the horror elements and how you wonder how they would translate um, onto the stage, I mean, I could think of some ways that you know, those things could be done. Um, stage magic, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, so, I'm not very, um, I, I've, my brain's not very creative. So I was like, <laughs> there's no way they could do that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I was, um, I was in a horror play. I was in two like horror adjacent plays. So I'm kind of, I mean, I'm not very familiar, but like, I know different ways that you can, you got um, hung one some time. Horror things. I got, I hanged myself. Um, I got stabbed. Oh, this is a good one. When I was in this play where I was supposed to get stabbed, 
um, I ducked behind a um, bed and I held on to a cantaloupe that my fellow actor plunged the knife into. And so it sounded like it was hitting something, you know, real. And then from underneath the bed, I poured fake blood so that it <laughs> starts. So, I mean, I'm just saying there's ways that it can be done. A cantaloupe, um, huh? That's a good one. Yeah, so apparently stabbing a cantaloupe sounds similar to stabbing someone in the head. I don't know. My my head is very reminiscent of a cantaloupe. Yes, so mine's more of a honeydew, but I see what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, so, well, my third point, I guess we're just, like, on the same wavelength, because my third point was also about the acting. Um, I think that movies with a small cast, in my experience, they're either, like, super, super good or not good. Like, if you don't relate to the one or two or three actors, you know, that, or yeah, actors that are in a movie, then by definition, it's going to be a stinky movie. And I, I know a lot of people when Robert Pattinson was cast, they were like, well, well, the Twilight guy, you know, like he has been making some really good movies lately. He started High Life, uh, Claire Denise's new movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, and I have not seen most of them, unfortunately. Um, but I think that he's, he knows how to pick his films you know what i mean and so i was i was actually super confident that he had been chosen for this film because i kind of was like well he's only picking really good films you know what i mean and so and obviously willem dafoe is fucking willem dafoe like i mean (laughs) i mean has he ever been in a bad movie so um i and i just well what i was kind of surprised by though is like their chemistry I thought they had really good chemistry you kind of really you know they made you believe the story and a lot of the work of the film was on their shoulders like we can talk about the cinematography we can talk about the plot points we can talk about the you know the imagery and the themes in this film but it simply would not have been a good film if they were not good and if their acting together was not good and so I think that we owe um, a lot to you know, their acting abilities. So, um, so yeah, that's my third thing. Um, I guess we can go into kind of our final thoughts if you want to wrap it up here. Sure. I mean, I've said pretty much all I wanted to say about this film. My final thought is, is basically, you know, uh, if you're, it's one of those things where like, you know, the expectation of it being a horror film might have, um, you know, might have kind of doomed my expectations or, doomed my perception of this film a little bit. Um, I wanted more of that kind of horror, uh, which I thought that the witch delivered on. Um, however, there's no doubt that this is a great film. Uh, there's no doubt that the acting's great, that the film, the, the, the filmmaking is great. Um, I just wanted a little bit more from this film in terms of, uh, you know, just, kind of delivering on the themes and delivering on some of what it sets up with its imagery um, and its, uh, you know, plot. However, um, I would definitely recommend, uh, you know, I mean, this is one of those films where I feel like you're either going to go see it or you're not. Like, you're either excited for this film or you don't know it exists. Um, If you don't know it exists and, you know, that would probably mean that you're not a fan necessarily of this type of film and it might not be for you. You do know it exists. You probably have already seen it, so I'd give it a recommendation. But you know, um, there there will be people out here that this film does not appeal to, just like there were people that The Witch did not appeal to. So um, that's kind of my final thought on it. 
Um, the people that the witch did not appeal to, they can go ahead and smash that. They're not that smart. They're not, just not smart people. That's okay. I um, kind of on the opposite. I would give this a recommend for all movie lovers. Um, I think that there's something to enjoy um, for a wide range of people. I think it is even more accessible even than The Witch because I think that there's a lot of surface readings and things to enjoy about the film and then there's some deeper readings and things to enjoy about this film i think if anything it will be a very unique viewing experience um i also because it is a little lighter on those horror elements than the witch i would recommend this movie above the witch for people who are not very into horror movies which i don't know why you're listening to this podcast but you know go ahead check that out um (laughs) and i mean overall i mean i think i told you I, I, I believe the word was devastated. I would have been devastated if this was a stinker um, because I love The Witch so much. Um, and I think this exceeded my personal expectations. I really liked it and um, I highly recommend going to see it. So um, that is our review of The Lighthouse, the newest film by Dave Eggers. It is still playing in most theaters, including in Tallahassee. So that means it's probably playing in your theater. Um, and is it Dave Ebber- Eggers or Robert Eggers? Which one's the... Robert Eggers. Okay, Dave Robert Eggers is the author, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Robert Eggers. <laughs> yes. I literally always call him yeah, Dave Yeah, me Eggers. too. I always um, mix it up. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Okay, so the latest film by Robert we'll Eggers. We'll Thanks so much. Um, <laughs> um, and so you can, yeah, go check it out while it's still in theaters. We both pretty much recommend doing that. Um, Curtis, maybe less so, but if you hate it, yeah... Well, first of all, you can unsubscribe, but second of all, you can let me know. Don't yell at him. He's very fragile. Um, and if you <laughs> if you want to connect with us, we are on Instagram, Ah Real Films, A-H-H. We are on Twitter, Ah Real Films, R-E-E-L Films. And you can email us at ahhrealfilms at gmail.com. So thanks so much for listening to our Patton Oswalt. See, now you're screwing that Spoiler up. Free. <laughs> no, I'm not. What's his name? Yeah, it's Patton Oswalt, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. you were you were okay, struggling okay, okay. A, t- a tad bit, but anyway. Patan Aswalt, uh, spoiler-free review, um, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye, Bye. Folks. <laughs>